Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Out of Thomas uh, video. Today, I'm going to talk about my new blog post of the Art of Thomas website, theartofthomas.wordpress.com, Thomas with no H. Um, the topic of this video, it's, of course, as you will see in the title, ETH versus BTC versus Bitcoin. Uh, okay. So, first of all, I'm going to start by saying that I'm not an expert in this field, but I have put on some, put in some time to investigate a lot. I think this is a huge, huge subject. Um, and I've been talking with a lot of my friends, most of which are not, they, they haven't been in the space as long as I have. And I've been noticing that most people, they have some lack of knowledge about Bitcoin and Ether. And a lot of people are buying them, but they don't understand them. They don't understand the difference between them. Um, when I make my content, I'm not trying to reach the hardcore crypto crowd because I do believe that there's many, many, many people that are m much more um, qualified than me to address that crowd. I am trying to talk to the people that are starting out and are a bit lost and disoriented, which makes a ton of sense because it's a crazy, crazy space. At the same time, I believe, and this might sound um, an exaggeration, but I believe it truly, is that we are living in the greatest economical transformation humanity has ever seen. And being aware of this space and being able to understand it is going to be more and more important as the days go by. And I think, and of course we are, we are seeing it now that the difference between the people that are paying attention and are in the space and the people who aren't uh, is creating a divide because the people that are are profiting massively and the people who are not and they're sticking to the fiat system or the dollar or whatever their local government's currency is, um, they are they are all their holdings are getting de depreciated over time, whereas the people that are in the crypto space tend to gain value as time goes by. So I think is very much important for this transition uh, to be as smooth as possible, to create as less friction and pain as possible for it's important that people start to pay attention. Now, ETH and Bitcoin are the two biggest cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, Bitcoin is number one. Ethereum is number two. Ethereum is one of the first uh, altcoins, which means a crypto that is not Bitcoin. Um, and it's it's really interesting the history that these two assets have. And I, again, a lot of time when I talk with my friends, even some friends that own ETH, uh, they don't know this this story. They don't know why there's two different coins. 
they think that it's it's the same. They are both crypto. And you need to understand something first. First, Bitcoin came about, it was created by a person. We don't really know who created Bitcoin. Um, online, he referred he referred to himself as Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, but there's no way of knowing if it was a guy, a girl, a group of people. Uh, we don't know. He, I say he because when every time he interacted online with people, he referred himself as, uh, as a male. So I'm assuming, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he created Bitcoin and then he just disappeared. Um, it is quite fascinating, but anyway. When he created Bitcoin, it was, he made it right after the 2008 financial crisis and he addressed it specifically as a way to solve one of humanity's greatest problems that the economic layer in which all our society is based upon, that layer is being controlled by a very few number of people. And that creates uh, problems, especially when you take into consideration that since the dollar has been taken out of the gold standard, and now in today's society, there is nothing backing the dollar. So there is no, there is very little consequences for a government to print uh, more money. And that's happening every year, it's happening more since COVID lockdowns, it has increased by a lot. Um, so anyway, Satoshi saw this as, prob- as a, a problem and he wanted to fix it by creating a money that nobody can control. Once the rules are set, they are set and nobody can change them. The only way to change the way in Bitcoin works would be to, it has to have a community, like you have to convince the whole community to adopt it. All the miners and all the node operators, which are the people that control that the miners are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, so it's really, really, really difficult to change Bitcoin. And that is made, it's by design. It's not a bug. It's a feature. It's one of its main features. So the idea is that with Bitcoin, we will have something stable that it's not going to change and that nobody no group small group of people can decide to change change it suddenly this uh, it's supposed to create some uh, stability for everyone to participate in an economy that is not gonna yes yeah, it's not, it's not gonna be manipulated as easily um and if you look at Bitcoin history, there's been plenty of times where people have tried to take over the system and change it. And so far, they have all failed. So as of today, I would say Satoshi's Nakamoto's um, vision has actually been really accurate. Uh, and it's been working amazingly well, amazingly well, especially how now Bitcoin is over like, I don't know how much money. I think it's over a trillion dollars now. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, 
when Bitcoin came about, that was the goal. That was the idea, to make something that is uh, completely decentralized. No one has power over it. And it's really hard to change. Now, at that, around that time when Bitcoin started gaining traction, the people that, that will launch Ethereum, um, were having deep debates and they were saying things like, look, Bitcoin is great, but we have money, digital money working in the internet that gives us, uh, like we can go a lot further than just having a ledger where we know how much money everyone has and there's no way of cheating and that like that's great but what if we can add uh, a programming language on top of it and then you can create what we now call a smart contract now a smart contract would be like a piece of code in which um For example, you can create something like if I give you this money, then the contract triggers this effect and this happens. So you can, you can create a lot of really cool things that work automatically. So you can create whole companies that work automatically without having people, uh, behind it. This is a very revolutionary idea. We are seeing it today and it's creating massive changes that I think most people are not aware of but we are going to see more of this in the future because it creates a lot of systems that work independently so there's no middleman there taking cut of the profit so it's a more individual dealing with an indiv individual and that's going to be massive it's going to be it's going to be massive it's It's amazing that you can do this today. But anyway, at that time, uh, that was a theory, right? And the people that will, would eventually make Ethereum were saying we should change the Bitcoin protocol so, so that it allows for smart contracts to be built upon, to add a programming language. Um, the People who were the Bitcoin community at that time, they didn't want to make that change because they didn't want to change the Bitcoin base layer, the main layer. And here we come to a difficult concept to understand for a lot of people is that crypto and digital money works on layers. So, for example, Bitcoin is a, is layer one, is the base. So people say, the people who are the community of Bitcoin at that time were saying, look, the base layer should be as simple as possible. It should only do a few things and it should be extremely, it should be the best at those things. And those things should be decentralization, stability, means that people can change the way it works. Uh, decentralization, stability, and it should be safe. It should be hard to attack. Um, and they opt to keep those features intact, to prioritize those things in exchange of everything else. So that means that Bitcoin is not really, it's not good to make 
programs and stuff like that. And it's slow, but it's main, it's people wanted, wanted it that way because it was stable, safe, and no one had power over it. And the argument was that eventually we would be able to create a layer two that would be set on top of Bitcoin. And on that layer two, you would be able to make programs and do a lot more creative things. But it was very important for the layer one to be just sturdy and resilient so that once you start building on, on layer two, that would take advantage of the protection of the layer one. That was the vision. Uh, the people that were wanting to make the changes, they wanted the, to be able to program. They, at that point, they had the choice of either waiting until layer two was not longer a promise, but a reality, or they would have to launch their own layer one coin. And that's what they did. And that's Ethereum. So Bitcoin is the layer one of the BTC blockchain and ETH is the layer one of the Ethereum blockchain. There are two different blockchains and they cannot communicate between them. It's almost like Android and Apple. They don't interact with each other. They exist separately. Of course, many people in the Bitcoin community uh, were very critical about this. Another part of the community was happy because they were saying, okay, you go, you go and experiment with all that, with smart contracts and, and all that. And eventually Bitcoin with layer two is going to adopt a lot of that, uh, changes and experimentations. And that's what Ethereum did. And if you look for, from a price and adoption, uh, perspective, Ethereum has been a a wild success. It's been incredible. It's grown a ton. I think in the last year, it actually outperformed uh, BTC in terms of price. So it has grown. It has grown faster than Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin is still bigger. But I think it's very important to know that that's how Ethereum came about. Ethereum came about mainly because uh, they didn't want to wait for Bitcoin's layer two to come about. Now, the thing is that today we actually start to see the first layer two being created in Bitcoin. We have the Lightning Network. We have something that's called Taproot and Stacks. Like there's a, a couple that are popping up and some of them, are already starting to build the things that Ethereum has been building with their smart contracts functions. Um, the, the most common uses for smart contracts so far are being used by, to create blockchain games that are huge. DeFi, which is decentralized finance, which is an incredible, incredible thing that we probably need to do a video just for it because it's such a crazy space. Um, but yes, we are starting to see the same thing now being built on a layer two of Bitcoin that is using all the advantages of the Bitcoin layer one, which is the safest and more stable uh, blockchain ever built. At the same time, there is a lot of criticism that has been, um, 
is being done by the Bitcoin community to Ethereum because uh, Ether is still, even though it is decentralized, there are a few people in the ecosystem that have accumulated a lot of the voting power when it comes to taking decisions of where the protocol goes. So it's not really decentralized today. There's few people that make, that have the power to make the decisions over the protocol. Um, then it's also, it, it's policy on how the protocol works changes a lot more frequent than people are comfortable with. And as a third warning sign, there is no cap on the amount of ether that can be printed. So those three things, you know, we have the no cap, so you can print more Ethereum if they wanted to. The decision of whether or not they do lies on a very few amount of people. And what was the third one? Oh yeah, and, and the, the policy changes uh, faster than people are uh, happy with. So those are three things that Bit- the Bit- Bitcoin was created to fight against, right? And that is the main um, the main issue the Bitcoin crowd has with Ethereum, especially now that we are seeing the first applications of smart contracts on. Bitcoin and a lot of people believe that once this Bitcoin smart contract space grows even more, it's going to start to take away, uh, like, how can I explain this? Um, all the stuff that's built on Ethereum, they believe will start to switch to the Bitcoin layer two and the new companies that are wanting to start. They're going to have to decide whether or start on Ethereum or on Bitcoin. And because Bitcoin has that amazing layer one protection that Ethereum does not have. Many people, people believe, I believe it too, that over time, uh, Bitcoin is going to start taking a lot of that space. So you need to understand that, that a lot of the altcoins, so the coins that are not Bitcoin are projects that could be launched on a second layer on Bitcoin. But it's like their funders, they didn't want it to wait until the Bitcoin 2 got the traction that it needed. Uh, so they decided to create their own layer one. There's a lot of problems with most of these coins are not really decentralized and they're not as safe as Bitcoin. So I think most people need to understand this because when I talk with people that don't, that are new in the space, they speak about crypto and they put all the coins like in one basket. But for me, Bitcoin is something completely different from all the other uh, coins. Now, me saying this, uh, I will add a warning that I'm not an expert. All the things that I'm saying, it should only be for you to want to go out and get more information about it, not just take my word for it. 
But like we need to understand this, especially if you're gonna put your money in something, you need to understand uh, the, the risks. And if you ask me as my personal opinion, I think the crypto revolution is mainly a Bitcoin revolution and all the other altcoins. I don't see them as having the same uh, power and ability, ability to grow as much as, as Bitcoin has. I think Bitcoin is the only truly decentralized, stable coin that we have. And for the first time in human history, we have something, an economic structure that so far it has worked perfectly um and it's outside of any government's control any central authority authority that is new it never happened before in all of human history and to me this will create changes that we cannot predict it's going to be i think we're in a transition time and i think we need to keep our eyes open pay a lot of attention because I think things are going to change and they're going to start changing faster and faster. It's going to start slow. You know, there's a very big phrase that people in the crypto space use. It says, it ha- first it happens gradually, but then it happens suddenly. And I think that's probably how it's going to play out. This year, we've seen a lot of development in the Bitcoin layer two. I'm blown away by the amount of stuff being built on there. I'm probably going to make a video, some of it uh, separated. We're seeing the first country adopting Bitcoin as legal tender, El Salvador. We're seeing Twitter starting to, um, they announced it. I'm not sure if it's already live, but they say they're going to add a Bitcoin tipping feature using Lightning, Lightning Network, which is a Bitcoin layer two. So we already have one country and one of the biggest companies in the world already adopting Bitcoin. Uh, to me, this is a, a trend. Uh, you need to think to yourself, is this a trend that is going to increase or decrease of, over time? For me, it's very clear that this is going to, it's just the beginning. And we need to pay attention. And if you're going to invest in something, you're going to put your money in something, you need to do your hardest to understand it as best as you can. Uh, i kind of afraid that the people who take the time and energy to understand the crypto space, especially Bitcoin, are going to end up profiting massively, whereas the people who don't, uh, won't. And I'm slightly scared of the wealth divide that, that could end up making but anyway that's why i'm making these videos um i'm not just trying to teach you what i've learned i'm making this video so that you know what you need to go and learn about so don't take my word for it just listen to my videos like here i'm talking about the story of it and how it came about you should go and study that you should go and study the difference in layer one you know in all the different coins and Ask yourself, in the long term, can this be built upon Bitcoin? And if it can, it most likely will. So anyway, I will leave you with that. Have an amazing day. Enjoy. Have fun. 
uh, yes, keep your eyes open and pay attention. That's all I, I can say. I'll see you in the next one.